Hi, and welcome back to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the new year, 2020, and some of the things that are, even though we have a new year, we have old issues. And um, the focus will be that, that ending love addiction, irrational thinking, emotional compulsions in order to achieve healing and wholeness after a relationship with a disordered partner is a very difficult um, thing to undertake. So for all of us who are on that journey, um, I hope some of these ideas will resonate with you. So I don't really believe in um, New Year's resolutions, but if I did, I think I would come up with a few here that I wanted to maybe focus on. Um, you know, following my discard by my covert narcissist husband back in June of 2019. Um, it was, you know, it's been a very rough year. And I think that um, I certainly don't want to have 2020 be um, as difficult as 2019. Um, probably the most difficult year of my life. So in order to avoid that, I've come up with five um, things. So Let's do it. Do a, do a countdown. Uh, number five. So the first thing I'm going to do is figure out how to do self care. Um, it is a maze of little twists and turns with hundreds of jigsaw pieces, but it's necessary piece of recovery from abuse. This thing called self care, and uh, you just have to find what works for you. Um, perhaps it's physical activity and nature all around you, or through music, or journaling, or uh, treating yourself, buying fresh flowers for yourself to make your home fragrant and beautiful, whatever it may be to you. Maybe it's writing, or dancing, or painting, or crafts. Um, I collected river rocks and painted them for a few months uh, back in the summer, sort of to stave off anxiety attacks that were happening, and uh, all that that I was going through, you know, it worked for about 30 minutes, but you know, that was 30 minutes that I could take a break from all of the craziness that I was experiencing. And, um, so, you know, you need to uh, start thinking about what self-care might look like for you. Uh, the sec, um, number four, countdown number four, learn to be alone. This is definitely an important one for me because it's something I've never really learned to do. I've always, as long as I can remember, I've had someone there with me that I could live through vicariously and attach to in a sort of boundaryless, unhealthy kind of way. So learning to be alone is huge. Um, I was always one of those girls with attachment issues and addictions to people. So this kind of codependency, and there are different kinds of codependency. I, I, I think it's important to know that uh, there's different types and they all look a little bit different. Um, so learning to deal with this, um, well, you know, you just freak out and go straight to crazy town. 
one of my worst fears was abandonment. So we attract what we fear. Uh, maybe narcissists simply exploit the fears because they have studied you and they know you very, very well. And they know how to punish you with the most excruciating torture instrument that they can get their hands on. So um, for me, learning to be alone is a really huge first step uh, that's important. Um, so number three, um, reconcile the head and the heart. This is also a really important thing. You have to try to get those two guys on the same page and moving in the right direction. Now, for me, I'm smart, educated. I have a master's degree and uh, all of this. I'm psychologically astute, self-actualized, and well aware of the etymology of my issues, cognizant about the narcissistic abuse and all of this. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I know in my head, because, you know, I'm still a silly little fool when it comes to love. And I'm a love junkie who remains addicted to my ex-narc uh, husband, just as if he were like heroin or something. Um, my heart and my head just do not go together. Uh, my heart and my addiction compel me to... Um, just try to do, you know, I want to fly 500 miles and throw myself at his feet where he's moved, you know, to start his new life. I want to grovel and beg and feast my eyes on his absolute perfection. It's a type of learned helplessness, and it's just the worst thing ever. So I really need to learn to be alone. And if you have a similar problem as I do, that's super, super important to recovery. Absolutely. Number two on the list, embrace the opportunity to grow and evolve and finally repair childhood wounds. Uh, some people disagree with this and say that's not the root of the problem. But when you are involved in serial behaviors where you do repeat the same thing over and over, then that has to be uh, a contributing factor. Um, in some ways, I have been aware of what has caused me to repeat self-destructive patterns with emotionally impaired partners over the past 40 years, but I was never thrust headfirst into the abyss where I uh, had to face my fears or perish. And I feel that I'm sort of in that position right now. Um, so while there were certainly dark moments uh, I looked around at the broken hearts surrounding me, like in different groups at church or in recovery groups and things like that. And I saw that some of these people seem to be stuck and uh, in this loop where they can't get past the, what their grief is. And, um, and I saw other people in worse shape than me. There's a woman in one of my groups who's fighting cancer. She's, there's another who's losing her home, another who's financially ruined, another one who lost her children, her health insurance, and just on and on. And I, I think that we have a second chance here. Uh, when we have gone through narcissistic abuse, it's almost like they have been they have provided us with an opportunity to find, to pinpoint those childhood wounds or any destructive patterns or issues that we have unresolved that we've tried to spackle over them through the years. These relationships with these people force us 
to shine a light on those things and try to figure out how we can heal them so that we can move on and be healthier, whole, independent, um, hopeful, and closer to our divinity. The last one that I want to mention, number one on my list, is let him go. Now, for the victim of the narcissist, closure seems impossible. Uh, The bond that you have with this person is powerful, and the narcissist has groomed the victim in ways that make them what is called ever-present. They are ever-present. They're with you 24-7, and this is long after they're gone, maybe years. They condition, just like Pavlov's dogs, they condition the victim and imprint memories and sensations of touch and smell and taste very organic types of things, all these experiences, so that the victim can never effectively escape. They are tethered for life as the narcissist often returns to um, take them off the shelf and abuse them further or psychologically terrorize them further. Um, That's called a hoover. They often come back. Uh, They are lifelong hostage in these situations and a prisoner to these memories and sensations that surround them everywhere and overwhelm them with this profound longing and grief that is more powerful than anything they've ever experienced. So for the survival of the victim, there must be a disconnect from that that can only come from one thing, you know what I'm going to say, no contact. It's the only way. Letting go has been impossible for me so far, and I'm almost seven months into my recovery after I was abruptly, suddenly discarded. I'm only seven months in, but I, I'm still, I can't, I break non, no contact all the time. Uh, I talked to him recently. I texted him this week. Um, it's an ongoing battle. Hopefully you do better than I'm doing. And every time I fail, I just start over and reboot and say, okay, this is day one, again, of sobriety. This is day one, again, of no contact. And I know, I know that at some point I'm going to get it right and it's going to work. It's going to take, and and I'm not going to pick up that phone. I'm not going to start texting. I'm not going to go on social media. I'm not going to do those things. I will get there. And it is completely the most critical part of recovery is going no contact and letting them go. Let them go. Um, in 2020, you know, I, that is my goal. I'm going to put him down, let him go. And I'm just going to be future focused after that, you know? So narcissistic personality disorder is lethal for both parties in a relationship. And, um, you know, I think we have to do everything we can to try to try to get past it. If we want to have a life that um, is, is worth anything, there are no happily ever afters with these people. The narc cannot change for so many reasons. And we're going to get into that in a different episode where we talk about some of the things that make it impossible for them. Um, it's they, they're incapable of changing as much as they are incapable of having um uh, empathy or uh, remorse or any of those kinds of things. So I hope this helps you. These um, 
the sharing of my New Year's um, intentions, let's call them, let's call, call them intentions. They say that what you can imagine, you can manifest. And so I try to practice gratitude uh, every day. I wake up and try to list all of the things out loud uh, that I am grateful for. If you uh, believe in a higher power, you can do as I do and and say these uh, bits of gratitude to God and tell him what you are grateful for. If you're not religious, then just say it. Say, I am thankful for my home. I am thankful for my car. I am thankful for my health, uh, for the ability to see and speak and move and be healthy. And I am grateful for this and grateful for that. I think if we begin the day with gratitude, in the day with gratitude and try to um, try to work on these things, these intentions that we will manifest positive things, recovery and healing in 2020. And we all know that uh, that's a very necessary thing for our survival. It requires our active participation um, and our dedication to sticking with it, even when we fail. So uh, we get up, we get on, and to each of you, here's wishing you the most, uh, the best success with your recovery this week. Um, talk to you again soon. Bye bye.